Can I say one of my favorite action scenes is very yeah, early me. on in the movie is when Will Smith meets Tom Sizemore's character. And Tom Sizemore plays this almost like a cartoon mobster, right? He's just this sweaty guy sitting in a basement eating spaghetti. And that looks like a freaking sport. He's the sweatiest he's ever been. Yes, he looks... Tom Sizemore's main job probably was just sweating into bottles. Most people people in Tony Scott's films are wet. They're so wet. A lot of the time. Why? Yeah. Things are... He's he's got a lot of wetness to him. But then, like, Will Smith's character is always wearing a woolen cap. So I'm like, what's the weather? Yeah. Yeah. That's how you know he's the hero. He's the driest. Love it. (laughs) (laughs) And we're rolling. We are rolling. It's a beautiful day in the city. We've been out. Crisp 15 degrees. Crisp 15. I am terrified of the sun. and Which is crazy. But I, I wanted to step on me today. I'm so happy that the gloominess is over now. Everyone's out. Nobody's dressed in clothing. Mm-hmm. It's a normal... Take old biddies in normal, the sun. Yeah, it's a normal West Coast thing. Oh, you yeah. guys wouldn't understand. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Anyway. Gloom over. Welcome to the low ceiling. I am John. And I'm Pre. And today... Which we're talking about. We're talking about Enemy of the State 2000 and... Welcome back to Scott Fest. We're celebrating the work of the Scott brothers. Mm. Um, As we said last time, Tony Scott is no longer with us. Mm. Uh, Rest in peace. Tragic loss, rest in peace. Kind of timely, another person from this film is no longer with us. Tom Sizemore. Tom Sizemore died. My God. Yeah, that was pretty sad. Literally, he this lived month. a hard lifestyle, Aye. and in this movie, he looks like he's living it his hardest. But I mean, a tragic loss. Tom Sizemore is a great actor. Yeah, um, I agree. He's my in God. one of my favorite films of all time, Saving Private Ryan. Saving he's Private one of the Ryan. best parts of that movie. Yeah. Um, Enemy of the State. We've been talking about this for a while because I watched this like mm-hmm. pretty recently, and we've been. Th- I, but so I've been thinking about it for a really long time. But you have something more important to say. <laughs> we Just before we started recording, I was telling you how when we were floating the idea of wanting to do this podcast, which, you know, addresses movies that most people don't quite like. This When we started doing this podcast, my first movie that I wanted to talk about was this, was Enemy of the State. It's and really good. And it's kind of, it's a little on the upper limit of what we might talk about because this movie is not in my opinion quite as like underrated but it didn't get great reviews but i think it's been reclaimed in lots of ways and i think a lot of that has to do with just shit happening around us right after this movie came out just being in the news being in the politics well it was like a full 15 years before like even the snowden stuff came out but oh my like, god but like I, 2001 <laughs> patriot act baby like yeah like right I, as soon as 9 11 happened this movie was as relevant as it could have been I, w- I was gonna make a joke being like oh i'm so glad this isn't based on a true story or else like <laughs> people would be able to track us on our phones and stuff uh, but it's true and and there's something actually maybe we can say about that because uh when i watch this movie 
<laughs> Larry King features prominently. <laughs> rest in peace, Larry King. Oh, um, yeah. Features prominently in a couple scenes in this film. And there's this thing at the very end when he he says this thing. It's mm-hmm. the last line of the movie. That's right. He says, "What about my home? You have no right to come into my home." Ugh. And in weird, in a weird way, it like it sounds like a warning. Yep. And I was like, it's a harbinger did they, of what, what is did to they come? know? Like yeah. it's, it's wild. It's fantastic. Um, but so this movie is the one you thought of when I brought up this really, really bad idea of what to do for a podcast. <laughs> and I was like, and we can salvage this. Let's talk about any movie. I'm trying to guide doing. you towards, you asked me <laughs> what my movie was and it's going to be way less impressive. <laughs> it's going to be spring breakers. Isn't do it? you want to, no, just kidding. No, no, definitely not. No. Um, should we give the origin story of the pod let's do, do it do you guys want to hear the movie that that made me think of this idea <laughs> which was it's it, gonna John? be so underwhelming oh god <laughs> i'll give you a hint we have talked about the director before however he's part of a directing duo and he directed this film by himself ridley scott no oh uh he's one of the hughes brothers <laughs> <laughs> and it's a film called broken city <laughs> Which is not good. <laughs> Why? Because. Why? So, sorry, we're going to talk about Enemy of the State, I promise. But yes. Broken City is so insane, especially oh. when I when I, when I I thought of this idea. It's 2020. Um, there's lots of protests about police violence against African-American people. Mm-hmm. And this movie is about Mark Wahlberg in a police-involved <laughs> shooting of an African-American man. Yes. And he's like, ooh, that was rough but I work for the mayor now. Like it just, that as an idea is, I just, the the reason I thought of it and like Broken City is not terrible. It's not good, but it's not mm. terrible. But just that idea, like, can you imagine in 2021 pitching that to a, uh, uh, whatever being like yeah so our hero he shot a black guy and no like that's never gonna happen. get out of here. Like yeah, it's never. And, and so the way that aged poorly is what made me think of this idea. And then, most importantly, <laughs> I watched the incredible films that I, I mean, spoiler alert, but uh, Now You See Me and Now You See Me too, <laughs> which uh, really cemented in my mind that there could be a whole concept you know here yeah. that we've so far failed to execute. Enemy of the State is a really good movie. Yes. Um, I mean, really good. It's a good movie. I think it's, it kind of epitomizes Tony Scott's style. 100%. Ex- with one caveat. Mm-hmm. I think the ultimate Tony Scott film, in my opinion, I know people are going to say it's Top Gun, mm-hmm. but he hadn't quite developed the style that he eventually perfects in a little movie that we're going to cover someday called Man on Fire. Ooh, which baby. I, I adore I, so that I film. like Enemy of the State and I realize it has yeah. problems. I love Man on Fire yeah. and I will hear no ill will <laughs> Against such an insane film. Can you imagine if instead of Will Smith, Enemy of the State had a Denzel character? Well, interesting you should bring that up. Mm. Do do you think it would be a better film? I think it would be totally 100% different. And there's a reason why Denzel is a safe actor, right? He doesn't really go for movies that makes him sound kind of like oh yeah i'm just a goofy guy who you know, cheats on his wife and i'm just a silly goose i do silly goose things i mean there is training day where he's out there he's kind of a bad guy in he's training a day. he's kind of a bad guy in it but he still plays roles that are reasonably 
like on one single track you know what i mean like there is not too too much depth to a character like denzel's not taking away any of his credibility at all i'm just saying he plays either a good guy or a bad guy there's never like a gray area which i think will smith is so easily able to dance in especially in enemy enemy of the state where will smith is just this you know will smith can't play a bad guy in my uh, opinion but he he does it so well in this a little bit he's not a bad guy though he's clearly a good guy I, he's a labor lawyer yes I, <laughs> I guess i guess i guess i was stretching the the understanding of bad i mean okay he, so he, there is there's hints of his of corruption yeah certainly that's, thank you that's the word yeah. for it but well denzel so the, it's it's really interesting you, you bring this up because tony scott obviously worked a ton with denzel mm. and in tony scott's films denzel is almost unequivocally a hero yeah. In most of those. So so to prep for this, I watched Crimson Tide. I watched Deja Vu. <laughs> Deja, uh, Deja Vu was probably the best movie I've ever seen. <laughs> uh, makes no sense whatsoever. But that movie, again, I was like, like Denzel is so good in this. Yeah. Like he is. Denzel is Denzel. So he just fucking. He of can, course. He's like got the Midas touch in lots of ways. Like I will watch anything with Denzel. I mean, I sat through Fences. <laughs> that's how crazy i am uh, yeah. i sat through yeah. the whole i sat through all nine hours of fences and i was like you know that you was know, a pretty good movie that's because our queen had that powerhouse performance man it's just a double whammy viola mm-hmm. i mean viola was incredible just in that a beast oh yeah. uh, but yeah like denzel i don't know he but he does play a villain like he, in training day is like his big villain turn he but denzel is in my opinion well, okay, sorry. I kind of take back what I said. Because in Man on Fire, he's a hero, but he's done a lot of bad things. Yes, which he re- regrets. Oh, yeah, which has caused him to be an alcoholic. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. It This actually gets at something that like Tony Scott is so well known for. And you can read about this. You don't have to. You can skip ahead and not listen to this. But Tony Scott's whole thing about having protagonists that are just ostensibly very regular people mm-hmm. at all times who are thrown into these irregular situations. Yeah. Even Man on Fire, I think, is like... Man on Fire and Top Gun are examples of... Are, are counter examples of like highly talented and skilled people at something. But at the end of the day, they're still just like... They're just regular pilots in the Navy. Or uh, Denzel was a soldier and then a contractor. Mm-hmm. You know, so like... But lots of his movies, like I, the the greatest example is the taking of Pelham One Two Three, where Denzel plays oh, right. a, a subway line manager oh, yeah, or some yeah, shit, yeah. and he's yeah. just like Tony Scott has this big thing for having regular people. Even Will Smith is like you have to believe that he's a lawyer, yes, and he's not the biggest star on earth. You know what? I don't think they could have got anyone else who can convincingly play the guy who is just a labor lawyer. And also be sprinting down the highway at like f- at absolute speed for 40 minutes straight. I think Will Smith, with the, maybe the exception of Tom Cruise, who would be able to pull off this like, oh, I'm just this super fit action guy, but also... Yeah, Tom could have done it. And I will say, I have luckily, you know, knock on wood, never had to hire a law professional <laughs> in my life. But when I do, I will be like, hey, come outside. <laughs> <laughs> so just run right down that block. Just, yeah, just run. Sprint down. as fast as you can. I'll time it and we'll just see. And then we'll see how it and goes. And yeah. lawyered. Yeah. Good. 
<laughs> you're hired. You're hired. You're hired, Will. <laughs> um, can I, I, I want to ask, speaking of Will Smith, we've been on Will Smith a lot lately. Yeah. We did iRobot doing this. We'll get off at Will Smith for a minute here. Mm-hmm. He just makes movies in this zone. God damn <laughs> he, it. He just pitches down, right down the fucking batter's box. Oh, God. Excuse me, right into the wicket. He bulls his right. ball directly That's, into the wicket. No. Is this, no, this is a big question. Mm-hmm. Is this Will Smith's best movie? No. Not to me. Go off, Queen. (laughs) There are so many that I love him in. Of course, there's, you know, the quintessential Men in Black. Yeah, Men in Black is actually... Men in Black is as much his movie as it is Tommy Lee Jones's, right? This one, in Enemy of the State, I feel like it is a little bit more of of other protagonists in this film who we'll talk about when we come down to the plot. But I think Will Smith's best movie to, for me personally there's there's it's a two-way tie okay and you're gonna throw something at my head i like him in hitch i've actually never seen hitch but i know it's pretty influential and I, it's just made for him i think he's perfect for that role and another thing that he absolutely kills it in is focus yeah focus he's good in so I think... Can I ask a question about Hitch? Mm-hmm. Do you think it would have worked if Kevin James and him switched roles? <laughs> <laughs> Soft pitch. Kevin James okay. is just, he's, he's, he can be Will, suave. Will's a little outside the industry right now due to some things that he did at certain <laughs> award shows. Uh, yeah. Hitch, Hitch, we're going to reboot Hitch. Yeah, yeah. Will Smith plays Kevin the Hitchy <laughs> and Kevin James plays Hitch. The Hitcher. Yeah. As long as Eva Mendez is there, I don't shot for shot remake. Yeah. yeah, it's like it could just be triple Eva, and then it would still work. <laughs> triple but, Eva, triple Eva. I. What do you? What is your favorite Will Smith? Is it this? It's hands down, Men in Black. Yeah, right. Followed right? closely by this. Got it. I know. I. It's hard to, for me to say because um, I haven't seen King Richard, mm-hmm. mostly because that movie looks terrible, <laughs> um, and also like I. I, the, it's weird because like I've been th- Will Smith has been on my mind obviously yeah. Yeah. because of us talking about him a lot mm-hmm. and uh, I was thinking about like the whole slap thing and sorry the Oscars were recently too so I was thinking everyone kind of there was some in the back of people's mind stuff about the slap and I'm actually a little I am a little annoyed at him because the slap to me was just like this this weird part of culture turned into an actual action in real yeah. life. Yeah. It, it it was like a weird thing of like clapback internet culture mm-hmm. becoming a real life action. And I was always, I, I, the way I see, I'm just kind of like, you know, Will, like a lot of famous people, you know, some people who write fucking stupid wizard novels. Yeah. There's certain people here just like, you could just shut the fuck up <laughs> or not do a thing and just be happy and just sit on your ass and just accumulate your money and be a happy person. But instead you somehow get yourself back in the limelight for really dumb shit. Yeah. I mean, you know, rapper, <laughs> rappers and wizard novel fucks, <laughs> like they all kind of do. And and it is a little, it, it's frustrating to me because I always really admired Will Smith. Yeah. Because like this dude, I mean, we were earlier today, we, were, we were talking about Gemini Man, yeah, and he he's a very talented guy, and I was a little bit like, uh, I I wish the slap didn't happen, for besides the obvious reasons that it's like ridiculous for a man to do that. You know why I think though that the slap did happen, and a lot of it is because I feel like Will Smith is so much a product of the internet, off late, 
ever since his son has Jaden Smith has taken off in his rap career he's obviously like one of the bigger smiths in the industry and no, in, now he is the biggest in like Jaden Smith's shadow Will Smith feels a little bit like I'm Jaden's dad on the internet you know there's I'm just doing things like falling down volcanoes and there's a I, camera crew following me around I, and he's like he's obviously doing more for the internet, living in the internet in the last five years, Will Smith, than he has been in the cinemas. So now, Gen Z is not going to know him as the Men in Black guy. They're going to know him as Bright Side or whatever that other movie that came out. Yeah, I mean, we can go back. You can, dear listener, like you can go back to what we said in iRobot about like the run of films he was on. He he was so powerful and such a towering force in the film industry that Mm -hmm. yeah you're right maybe people don't really get that but then again i think the reason the slap might have been so big is like everyone who bothered to be watching the academy awards live was like no one under 30 was doing that so it wasn't that big a deal but like it it matters so much because like when you think back just how big of a deal he was and for us for us us stupid millennials who ruin everything yeah i in my opinion Smith was a way bigger deal than Tom Cruise. Oh, for sure. At that time when I was just growing up, Mm -hmm. like it was like, I knew Men in Black. I had seen Independence Day. Mm -hmm. I had seen all of these movies. Smith was such a towering figure. Oh, yeah. And as just, and like not, and uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to say about it. It's, it's, it just, it made me frustrated (laughs) in a way that it's like, well, this doesn't really have an effect on my life. No. But I am kind of like, dude, I... I wish he had never done that. Yeah. Super big megastars are allowed to have something that makes them a little bit more human. Like Tom's got Scientology and Will Smith's got well, the slap. Tom so. Cruise had the couch jumping incident and go. stuff, which like. That's still kind of an endearing thing, right? It's it's still net positive. His reaction to. He's, he's come back even stronger from that, though. There right? you go. Like yeah. people all. I remember. I remember when that happened. People all thought he was a fucking kook yeah. as well, you know, and maybe Tom is. Mm-hmm. But. But Will oh, Smith's always been a goody goody guy, no? I know he swears he's in his very wholesome, very wholesome, very wholesome yeah. dad. In his rap for the longest time, he didn't cuss, and then of course now, someone says anything weird about his wife, he's gonna get on stage and beat the shit out of you. So, <laughs> what <laughs> if uh, what if Will Smith's comeback is he drops like a heavily explicit rap <laughs> album? <laughs> It's like it's like two, DMX, it's like X. the two thousand one <laughs> Dr. Dre, but Will Smith just like oh man. It's gonna be great. I I would love to see it. I want that. I want that for me. Yeah. It's got like old like a old school like skits and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. No, no, it's too pure. Okay. As a, um oh the the other movie obviously that he, we we talked about this briefly in iRobot, but like he is great in Ali. Like there's no question about that Correct. but that's that's a movie that so few people really tune into yeah. even in the context of like there's one context of will smith being an ali mm-hmm. there's another context of it being a michael mann film and michael mann is like a huge deal mm-hmm. and yet like if for a lot of michael mann's movies it's not like which one would you rather rewatch? you're going down the list if ali like to get to ali yeah you know and i feel like a more stronger performance of that is more relevant in recent times might be pursuit of happiness. I mean, that was that was such a huge thing at the time. Oh, you know, absolutely adore like, that film. Him he, in really? it really. Well, I, Will Smith single handedly, I like just a masterclass in emotions. His chin quivering. 
Oh, he he was great. No in one it. quivers their chin better than Will Smith. He he was great in it. I don't remember. I've only saw it, seen it one time, God, and I yeah. feel like today if I watched it, I would be like, "This is so saccharine that it makes me want to puke." Yeah, you know? but I'm an emotional cutter, so I do find that just very appealing. I just yeah every month, like just around a certain time of the month, I'll just. Throw I remember. It on. I remember when I watched it. I'm going to talk about my mom for a second. <laughs> I remember when I watched it, we we watched it, and I think my mom's reaction was like, so it's just all about money? <laughs> and I was like, that's a good point. But at the yeah. same time, it's like, well, so you got to work, you know, to yeah, yeah. feed your kid. Yeah. I, I don't mean, know. It's, it's I, a heartfelt story. I remember it, it was, it's a, I remember it being good, but I don't know. Like, that's a movie that's just forgotten. Mm-hmm. Like, people don't, you know, nobody's fucking firing it up. Yeah. You know, I think it's probably hard to find now, too. I don't know where I, you could watch it. And and to your mom's point, like, when she says, is this all about money? There's that one scene where it really comes down to him having the last $5 in his pocket. And some rich guy is like, hey, can I spot five bucks? I just got to park my car. And he gives it away. Oh, man, you remember this way better than I it do. It was all phenomenal. I, all I remember is the Rubik's Cube scene and when he walks down the street at the end. And yeah. He, like, that's a really good scene when Punches he's like, he, no, he like claps his hands. Oh. He looks like he's like trying to hold back tears. Like, it, it is good. Oh, God. But I, I do think now today I would be like, oh, man, this is like so. Yeah. It's so just like over the top. But oh, my God. I don't know. Like, my mom and I, we would probably sit and watch this and just just be all moist in the face yeah. oh gross word for I, it but yeah <laughs> okay face moisture face moisture we'd be doing that thing that face moisture thing that people do <laughs> well, how you say cry, uh, how you like say uh, face bitch. moisture yeah um we should get into the story at some point nope because <laughs> uh, i have another i have another important thing to say fire away uh lisa bonet is in this movie yeah she gets callously murdered yeah do you think this movie could be remade with Zoe Kravitz, her daughter? <laughs> hundred thousand well percent, yes. Who's the leading man? I got it. Jason Momoa. No, that's weird. Lakeith, that's weird. I don't know Lakeith why I Stanfield. That. Yeah, dude. But more importantly, this <gasps> would be the second thing that Zoe Kravitz made that was a remake where Jack Black had a supporting role. <laughs> <laughs> High fidelity, baby. Oh, perfect. You know I think what? that's all Zoe Kravitz should actually do is make remake things yeah. in which Jack Black had a supporting role <laughs> and find a space for her yeah. where her mom could probably fit in. This movie has forty people in it, and every single one of them is just famous as hell. This movie is a a face movie. This, this is movie a, is yeah. is just like as they say on the great podcast, the rewatchables, a that guy movie. Mm-hmm. Just so many Seth Green, Jamie Kennedy, Jack Black, my God, uh, fucking Jason Lee, Tom Sizemore, all the lads. Barry Pepper, shout out Vancouver Island. Oh shit, Jake um, Busey, Jake Busey, oh, uh, Breaking Back Lady, Scott Con, Anna Gunn, yeah, Anna Gunn. Um, oh, oh, hold on, Kingly performance, Miss Regina King herself. Well, can um, we don't. Uh, can we talk about that for a second? Yeah, we'll get we'll get into it. Let's. I I have something on Regina King. Go on. <laughs> this is I do have later, to preface it later. by saying, this is before Regina King became peak Regina King. Oh yeah. So I mean, like twenty years before. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This movie is the Ocean's and Forty. Of I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want to. Sorry, I don't want to like make anyone feel trepidatious. I really love Regina King. Hell yeah. I have something to say about maybe the representation of women in this film <laughs> later. Oh, you mean yeah. the non-existent nature of it? Well, let's talk about it later. 
Okay. Good, 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 good. So before we get into the plot, one more thing. God damn it. This film is clearly, as been noted everywhere, it's clearly indebted to the Francis Ford Coppola film, The Conversation yeah. from 1974. Mm-hmm. Somehow Gene Hackman looks the same age as he did in that movie. He does movie. not age. <laughs> Gene Hackman, um, he's the Keanu Reeves of now. Yeah. He just, my God, that guy looks, he was born looking 62. Yeah. Have you Have you seen The Conversation? No, but I've seen like... I mean, of course, I've seen it on TV back when it was on, but not anytime recently. But yeah, my God, um, it's really good. I, yeah. I've only seen it one time, and I saw it. I saw it fairly recently. Oh, um, when I was taking a break from watching mediocre movies to being like, maybe I should watch something that's actually good. Good conversation is good. I don't remember a lot about it. Mm. Um, it's it's just a it's a very quintessential seventies movie. Yeah, it's a movie that like people talk about because Coppola directed it between The Godfather's one and two. And people are kind of like, it kind of gets forgotten, even though it was nominated for Best Picture, I'm pretty sure. People are like, oh, it, it kind of gets forgotten because it was nominated, it was made between those movies. And it's a really good movie. Hackman's really good in it. But Hackman, I, I, I like this movie and I've seen it a lot. Hackman's an actor who I feel like I really don't, I'm not educated on. Because mm-hmm. I've seen like, I've seen this, I've seen French Connection, Conversation, and Unforgiven. Which I I don't know how to gauge if that's like a, a proper education on Gene Hackman's work because mm. like other movies I looked up like Hoosiers Night Moves Reds like I don't know how much of a big deal they are yeah those someone, are, someone someone those are someone who's me. more of a scholar should can tell me so there. all you scholars out there get in touch but like <laughs> I known. I've I've always really liked Gene Hackman and. To yeah, he's I, I, he might be the best in this movie. That's like, this why, is a really that's why role. this doesn't feel like even though Will Smith is in a majority of it to me and me of the state is a Gene Hackman film. Hackman really takes over. Yeah. Yeah. And when Gene Hackman's not in it, I'm hoping we're going to get to see more of Tom Sizemore. So it's between them. And, 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 you know, it's also not to mention like John Voight is in this and a fucking oh, shit. massive big deal of an actor fucking too. Yeah. John Voight, yeah. man. Also. He, and, you know, I read I, I'm not. I'm not one for like movie trivia, but I read that Will Smith took a pay cut because he wanted to work with Gene Hackman. Nice. Yeah. Hell yeah. Cool. John Voight. Damn. John Voight is the face. That of dude, he's he is a face he's the thing. face of faces. God yeah. damn. That guy's got, guy got a face. You know, there is a part in this film where they're obviously talking about the NSA and all all the stuff that's you know going to follow in the plot, and then there's a screen that shows up with like John Voight's character. His birthday, of course, is nine eleven, <laughs> which I think it's very important that oh we bring God. it up just before this movie starts. I do like when Jay- I don't know if John Voight cared too much about this in the in the premiere of this film, but I do like when Jason Lee is like it looks like a dude with a serious vitamin D deficiency. <laughs> yeah. Nineteen ninety eight, what a good time! I always wonder song. about that when like. When they have to, when people have to cast actors who they end up making fun of their physical look, yeah, I always wonder how they do that. Maybe a, f- a casting agent can get in touch. Tell me, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> who cares? <laughs> John Voight's face is crazy. He birthed Angelina Jolie. Okay, so he did some, some. Yeah, I mean, he also acted in a lot of really good stuff too. Also, he's that a pretty incredible actor. Also, Angie's too, dead. he's he's of the great tradition of like. Uh, whether whatever you feel about him, that notable face gets you places in Hollywood. We're Hell seeing yeah. it with Queen's Gambit shit right now, and she's got a notable face. Oh, there you go. Yeah. yeah. All right. Let's, can we talk about the plot or what? Are we ever going to get around to it? Oh, I'm going to throw something at your head. Who I'm is begging to start the plot? So first off, 
who is the enemy of the state? No, I'm just <laughs> no, 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 no. You t- do you have an answer to no, that? No, I do. <laughs> it's the inner me. No, it's over. Okay. Okay. Enemy of the state. So basically, uh, John Voight and Barry Pepper murder this congressman because he's not going to put forth essentially the Patriot Act. Let's just That's right. for short, let's just call it the Patriot Act. Yeah. Um, one thing I love about Tony Scott's films, that little beeping like of yeah. like where you are, <laughs> I fucking miss that so much from the 90s. You know what? That shit got old real quick because oh. for the 14th time when the NSA yeah. headquarters, we get it, my guy. There's <laughs> yeah, one we know where here. we are. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, it's it's crazy that John Voight is just there. Yeah. Like he's he's like he's like a big wig in the NSA and he's just what like, what are you doing? OK, murder him. And it's like, dude, you're at the scene of the crime have Ugh. you ever seen the americans yeah. maybe leave um well 1998 was pretty much a lawless wasteland so no one knows anyone no one knows anything yeah which is could, a good case they could for look this in movie. your sh- they could look in your shopping bags Hell and they could yeah. follow you around with satellites uh, oh, they could never do that incredible camera technology <laughs> why not jack black live your dream <laughs> and this movie should be called enhance <laughs> So uh, Will Smith is a labor lawyer. He's working on a mob case. Yeah. Tom Sizemore is the mobster. Mm-hmm. Now it's important. Like the important thing about Tom Sizemore is he has a tape and Tom Sizemore wants that tape because it mm-hmm. shows Tom Sizemore doing bad stuff. That's important for the ending of this film to know. Yes. And it's a great little setup. Lisa Bonet is like his informant. He passes her work and yada, yada, yada. To kick all the thing off, Jason Lee he has been recording these pa- migratory patterns of of birds. Yeah. And he sees the murder on tape. He catches the murder on tape and that's it's not good for Mr. John Voight. No. So once that murder has happened because this governor whoever disagreed to sign the bill that would essentially allow the government to tap everyone's phones and invade everyone's privacy. How Will Smith comes in touch with the Jason Lee's character is one of my favorite um, scenes. Yeah. Um, but we'll get into it. Well, I just, I, the only note I have, and, and we're about to, we're going to talk to it right after this. The only <laughs> note I have is that the NSA assembles, as we said, a crack team of, if you went into a room with all six of these guys, you'd be like, <laughs> something very weird is about to happen. Because, it, yeah, it's Jake Busey, Jamie Kennedy, <laughs> Seth Black. Green, Jack Black, oh. Scott Kahn. Yeah. And, it, like, it's it's the weirdest movie. Yeah. It's the most, like, 2000s face movies. It's it's just been And it's bananas. pre-2000s, right? Which is yeah, even 98, But they're see. about to all kind of be in... Hell yeah. They're about to all be in kind of big movies that feature them a lot more like as hackers again I'm scott saying. scott con is in oceans 11 yeah jake Busey is in i don't know what but he seems to be in everything at that point mm-hmm. barry peppers in in saving private ryan which i don't know if it was before or after enemy of the mm-hmm. state but barry but he's also in 25th hour big role in 25th hour Hell yeah seth green austin powers all of everything My jack God. black is fucking jack black and jamie kennedy like what <laughs> was jamie kennedy <laughs> <laughs> he was jack black's guy Anyway, this is a conglomeration of the lads. As the like boys, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. it's the so boys starring Enemy of they, the State. The, the boys go to find the tape and they Jason Lee escapes big chase set piece yeah kind of shows like it shows off all these like capabilities all of this stuff about the NSA too is like completely fake yeah which is really kind of scary because now we know that oh my well God. that that specific technology wasn't like totally accurate 
their capabilities were actually scarier and more underhanded. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But, you know, that's just the world we live in. And then literally three years later, we have the real-life Patriot Act. So a lot of the truthers out there (laughs) might even call this that, oh, did Hollywood make this film as an idea for the government to implement? No, dummies. It already done been done. But anyway. So, yeah. So, okay. So, Jason Lee... Jason Lee. Jason Lee runs into the the lingerie shop where Will Smith is buying lingerie for Wait, Regina before King. he runs into it, though, Jason Lee is just this fucking goof pho- goose he, photography he guy. He viciously insults He's John just Voight. a photo guy who then is just hanging out in his bedroom making copies of this tape where um, a politician kills another politician. And then he just glances out his window and sees government spies. No. And no, no, no. That's not how it happens. Well, like the lady knocks on his door, tries to Hold get on. him you're, to come you're out. Missing, you're missing something crucial. He, and this is this is covered because it's Tony Scott. He's like, can I cover things that need 30 <laughs> seconds? Can I cover them in three? So Jason <laughs> yeah. Lee watches his tape. Yes. He sees the murder. He calls a friend mm-hmm. who works for a communist left-wing newspaper. Sick. And right, says, right, I right, have right, something right. for you. And then the NSA hears the call. They figure out who it is. Yes. And they don't, you don't see it on screen, but they go and kill the journalist. Yes. And they chase, chase Jason Lee. Mm-hmm. Now, Will Smith is buying lingerie for Regina King. <laughs> and as he's shopping around, ooh, a good old Mr. Jason Lee with the lungs of a marathon sprinter who's Incredible. already been bikes bicycling down the street. No, he bicycles after. Oh, great. That's right. how he dies. So um, he's just been like just so hauling ass. The idea of him like, like you said, dropping the thing in Will's bag. Yeah. Now I have a, I have this like intuition, which I could be totally wrong about. The idea of that scene being at the very beginning of a film mm-hmm. is really interesting. That sounds like a, and I like that sounds like an encapsulating idea that someone could write something from, where it's like you're in a shop, someone you know runs in, they dr- they say help me, and then they run out and get killed. Yeah. Is that's an interesting idea for a film kind of and in a way you could build something on that Mm -hmm. and that's kind of how i feel like that was the key scene that this movie is like built around Mm -hmm. and then like that but they had to write all of this stuff kind of that happens before it but yeah so jason lee runs out he gets hit by a car on a bike this is great oh and it's such a good crash scene too you know what you know what's an, an, an awesome seth green bit there yeah when he the way he he delivers that line where he's like he's down he's down permanently, permanently. is it, i don't know it was like i think of that line all the time i think it's like such a great yeah. little je ne sais quoi like i don't know Oof, it had a good impact seth, seth green consummate actor my god all yeah. the lads um and then of course uh, jason lee's character is being chased by these NSA guys, one of whom is Scott Kahn. The lads. Scott Kahn's, Scott Kahn's hair is two feet high. They in make fun of it in the movie. Every see, And it's fantastic. Yeah. And it's not just this movie. In like every other movie, this guy's hair enters a room before he does. It's oh, just yeah. always prevalent. And it's always fun to see him kind of whooshing down the street. Oh, yeah. Um, He's great. My God, what a And then uh, from there, uh, we meet Will Smith's family. Regina mm-hmm. King, cute little boy. Not Regina King is a cute little boy. <laughs> and she's a, a full-grown adult. Yes. Um, her their son is a is a cute little child actor who was in a couple things in the nineties. Oh, I was think. he? I think so. He. I feel like he was in some other stuff, and then I don't know whatever happened to him since. Yeah. He's Lakeith Stanfield today. <laughs> today. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he is. Atlanta. He wasn't back then, but he became Lakeith Stanfield. <laughs> so, 
Regina <laughs> King. <laughs> yes. Women in this movie don't get a fair, real fair uh, no. representation. No. You know what? They They're all there to support Will Smith and his character development and be a little beanbag for who he is as a person or was as a person. But even her and um, Breaking Bad woman. Anna Gunn. Yeah. Anna Gunn. They're kind of like just naggy wives. A hundred percent. And it's yep. lame. Yeah. Yeah. You know. And that's why we need the Patriot Act. I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what if that is the moral of the story? Privacy need to be invaded. Yeah. So that men and can stay humble. It's just it's it's kind of a shame because like all three kind of mean women characters in yeah, the film. Reg- Regina King, Anna Anna Gunn mm-hmm. and Lisa Bonet are all really good actresses. Hell yeah. And performers and like certainly King and Gunn are just kind of just naggy, seemingly miserable. I mean, I get it from Anna Gunn because she's married to John Voight in this film. Like <laughs> I wouldn't be super I would be the same I wouldn't be actually, super stoked yeah. to take his pants down at night and be no, like, Oh God, God, no, God. Not this again. <laughs> Could you do a fucking sit-up? Staring at the void every night. No. Staring deep into the deep void. Deep into the void. <laughs> I hate this for me. <laughs> Dude, although, you know. I wish I, my husband made meth. <sighs> I know. Well, she has exciting things in her future, so Breaking Bad. Yeah, lovely, which, I, again, to too, like, I think I think very uncharitable people also think of Breaking Bad, and they're like, well, she's a nagging wife in that. Oh, my and God, it's like, that's no, right. that's. She's she's a lot more in that fucking yeah. show than than just a nagging wife, and she's she's really good in it. Anna, like, Anna Gunn was a, was a great actress. Yeah. I I I think it was a good choice to have Will Smith not be a good boy in this. It was good that they gave him a bit of layering where he cheats on his wife Regina King. With, I mean, he has, yeah. Well, he has, yeah. yeah. With and Lisa Bonet is someone who he has an affair with. They don't show us any of that. It's already happened in, it's the, in past. the past, and they He's dated, gone to they therapy dated, for yeah. it. They went to couples counseling, but my God. I would cheat on my wife for Lisa Bonet. Are you kidding me? It's Lisa Bonet. She, yeah, I don't know. It's the Bonet. The Bonet. The Bonet can get it. Sorry, respectfully. Can respectfully get it. Regina King just seems like a plot device. Yes. This is frustrating. Yeah, yeah. And, and my God, what, what a loss for this movie to not have utilized her in a better way. One of my, one of my favorite aspects of the movie is, is um so when John Voight finds out that Will Smith might have the device, yeah. that whole thing he says about like tearing apart his life, that's kind of one of my favorite like plot options in all sorts of works is when you're like when the man or woman or character gets everything taken from them forcibly yeah. and the injustice of it. Mm. I'm a I'm a person who cares a lot about injustice, even in the smallest aspects of my life. And yeah. the injustice of it really gets me going. And the whole Why? way that she it's smart to set up how will had an affair with lisa bonet because later it totally adds credence to the fact that regina king believes that he's rekindled their affair that's right and that's kind of my favorite aspect of the movie is how will smith has to not only does he have to prove his innocence to Mm -hmm. like the government he also has to prove his innocence to his His family yeah yeah so that's that's but again like i just don't think she's a very good character and it's a shame because regina king is awesome pretty good actress yeah yeah and so you know they take away everything in his life they trash his house uh, most importantly they steal his blender yeah he loves that blender and then 
they like fuck up his credit cards they smear him in the press <laughs> they uh bug him with a bunch of nsa bugs and stuff my god and can we talk about the little bugs because they're my yeah. favorite part of yeah. the movie um back in the day when you had to have a separate tiny little bug for every part of your clothing so one bug that goes in the shoe one bug that goes in the pants what if he just and you know they obviously break into his locker to try to replicate the items he owns with the bugged items and one of those things is um i don't know like a, a regular watch yeah what if he just had like a spider-man watch or something what if they just what if they just put it on a fucking cell phone that has a microphone on it am i right ladies what, um, if, they couldn't, yeah. what if they couldn't replicate those items there's such a huge loop like you what if he had a, a bespoke spider-man yeah, watch what, yes what if he was a man like, of, where'd you get that watch you think it's custom it's custom <laughs> and then that's it so the moral of the story is if you don't want to get bugged by the government get merch <laughs> get merch that is very specific and niche also put your phone in a trash compactor yeah for sure that. um yeah so will smith tries to find brill which is gene hackman mm. who is lisa bonet's source who she keeps getting all the kind of stuff from mm-hmm. yeah and so essentially he eventually after <laughs> it's very arduous because Lots of people fake being Hackman. Yeah. Another face. Uh, fucking uh, Gabriel. Uh, what's his name? NSA Gab- agent. Gabriel Union. No, it's um. Hack. Gabriel Byrne. There Gab- you go. Gabe Byrne. Um, yeah, and then finally, finally, he meets Gene Hackman. Brill. Hackman ar- arrives. Ugh, and what an introduction. Yeah. And Hackman it, and Smith are, are good together. They are good together, yeah. and and there is not like a weird. You know, sometimes when they do the pairing of the, oh, wise older guy with a young wisecrack guy and the older guy is always just annoyed or very serious. This was perfect. Gene Hackman was like, yeah, I'm old and grumpy. He but is also, such a crank in this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but he's open to criticism. He takes it in a way that it's, you know, like he obviously he shits on Will Smith a little bit. But then every time Will Smith calls him like a name. Or like an old man, or say the goose is they, like yeah, they like I'm tired. really uh, like they really argue, and like it is kind of like they are like both pissed at each other a yeah. lot. It's it's really funny. It's a like, it's and, a nice father son thing, but like they both hate each other, and it's cute. Yeah, Hackman is so like when he meets him again later, he's like thought I told you to leave me the fuck alone. Oh, <laughs> like, the way he says fuck is so yeah. good. The way it's just so the, raspy. The also one thing I really love about Hackman's character in this is the complete how he's like what he says it to him at one point he's like if you if i see you again i'll fucking kill you yeah like the complete harshness sincerity where he's like he it's like he doesn't even have a human care of will smith at all Mm -hmm. he's just like i see you again i'll fucking kill you yeah and then you know he softens a little bit when once will smith fucks up his entire life it's cool (laughs) um that yeah the part where he's like He's like, I'm, I have low blood sugar. I get cranky. When oh, I that's my eaten. favorite. Yeah, yeah they're scene, both. Yeah. See, that's what and I mean by him being they, soft and like open to Will Smith's criticism in a yeah. way that they kind of get each other after a while. And now that's sweet. And then they go, they go to dinner. And I have to point out because we're contractually obligated, ob, obligated <laughs> yeah. to bring up Jarhead every podcast. <laughs> Hackman's character reminds me a lot of Jamie Foxx's 
Oh, you remember really? in Jarhead how he says, he says, I love my fucking job. Yeah. That's yeah. what Hackman was like right. at the NSA. He right. said, he's like, I loved the agency. I love doing this. But then the, the politics of it changed. Right. But you know? do you, why would you say that it's very similar to Jamie Foxx's character? Is it just a passion? Because I feel like Jamie yeah. Foxx knows that the negative part of being in the army and loves it despite. Jamie Foxx I think, knows I think Hackman the, does too, though. I, but like Hackman is completely cut off in a way that he lost touch with his entire family. Not there. Not not when he loved it. Ah. Not when he loved it. Right. Yeah. Okay, 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 okay. Well, I wonder if Hackman thought that what the government was doing was still for the good and for the people. Not during this movie, no. Oh, During the events of this movie, he's he he's very critical of the government. You know, he would not have liked the Patriot Act. But when he worked in the agency... As he said, prior to the overthrow of of uh, Iran, yeah, he loved his job. Okay, yeah, that's what I'm saying is that maybe Jamie Foxx's character is not the same in the way that Gene Hackman's younger character would have been because Jamie Foxx's character might know in Jarhead that the government is not doing good things, but he loves his job regardless. I don't think he cares. Yeah, right. Yeah, he's just like I got a gun on my arm. I love my fucking job. I love my fucking job. Yeah. Yeah, and so they make a plan from there. They go for dinner and they make a plan to get back at yeah. the... Uh, we're also kind of, we're skipping over. There's like tons of action set pieces that oh, are very good and beautiful. very Tony Scottish. Mm-hmm. They are long in this movie. Like <laughs> They take their time. The one from when Will Smith meets, goes to meet Brill the first time yeah. to when they meet again after he finds out Lisa Bonet has died. But Sorry, Lisa Bonet dies. That is like a very long set piece. Mm-hmm. And then... Can I say one of my favorite action scenes is very yeah, early on in the movie is when Will Smith meets Tom Sizemore's character. And Tom Sizemore plays this almost like a cartoon mobster, right? He's just this sweaty guy sitting in a basement eating spaghetti. And that looks like a freaking sport. He's the sweatiest he's ever been yes he looks he's more main job probably was just sweating into bottles most selling that most people in tony scott's films are wet they're so wet a lot of the time why yeah things are he's a he's got a lot of wetness to him but then like will smith's character is always wearing a woolen cap so i'm like what's the weather yeah yeah so you know he's a hero he's the driest love it (laughs) (laughs) um (laughs) Also, there's like there's three bit su- Sopranos cast members in this film yeah. that show up, which is pretty dope. I'm a big fan of that. Got to watch it to find the Easter eggs, Easter Soprano eggs. Sopranos, yeah. Essentially, like they 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 take the NSA's equipment and they bug the conger a congressman. Yes, and that puts John Voight in the hot seat because the NSA like director guy finds out because it's a big scandal that their own equipment is using to bug the politician yeah and a little tit for tat um schaefer the nsa head Mm -hmm. is one of my favorite character tropes ever in (laughs) in like in military or government whatever movies yeah is the guy who's doing generally the right thing Mm -hmm. and is a total fucking asshole about it that scene where he gives a speech about like you know if this is a legitimate op then so be it or like whatever and i like i love that unequivocal unequivocal like whoever did this is going to jail 
yeah. basically, which yeah. is great. And then John Void is like, oh boy. I think that's that's definitely like a oh hey, the government is still good, guys. Don't don't forget that the government we're doing the good. Well, I don't but know then there's about a couple that. of rotten eggs like John Voigt's character and his little army of spies who want to disrupt democracy. I don't know about that. I think that there in lots of movies, I think I think there are stages there are there are people in, who work in government who even work in these very questionable agencies who it's just like the belief is is right like they want to do the right thing mm-hmm. but they do end up doing bad things too sure but like know. all i'm saying is they showcase end of the day government good guy yeah some people bad guys so trust in the bad apples in the yeah where yeah whereas like it's kind of the nsa is like "Eh, it's not great they have have (laughs) to do that yeah and then that's why (laughs) i a couple of years later we get the patriot can can i draw another another really good comparison um the actor who i fucking love who plays stannis baratheon in game of thrones irish guy he has a very similar scene in zero dark 30 Mm -hmm. where he shows up for two scenes and he has to reject he has to reject their application to go into the house where bin laden ultimately is Mm -hmm. because they don't have enough evidence and he very is like very to the point and he has a great go watch that scene on youtube it's it's fantastic but he like someone asks him they're like why do you keep rejecting it and he says like he says the thing he was like remember i was here when you guys said there was wmds in iraq and there wasn't so oh. we're being cautious, actually. Nice. Okay. And stuff like that where you're just kind of like, well, if this is this guy's job, yeah. at least he's kind of trying to do the right thing. Mm-hmm. And it's the same with this guy, Schaefer. He's in one scene. And as an as, as an actor myself, as a bit part supporting actor <laughs> who belongs in the Academy, um, it's like he, it's just a tasty little speech to give. <laughs> yeah. Are you laughing at me? <laughs> <laughs> Would I ever? I'm a performer at heart. <laughs> I I bet like like Eddie Snowden watched this as an eight year old when this movie came out probably and was like, well, that's never gonna happen. And then he grew up and lived his dreams, <laughs> and that's what I want for you. So, go forth. Thanks. I I I've got a part in the Triangle of Sadness franchise. So you're the yeah, triangle. but I'm not gonna appear till like four or five. <laughs> <laughs> you're the rock that gets thrown at a lady's head but we never get to see it Ugh. so um you know this uh, leads to Voight has to go get a get that the tape he has to get all the evidence basically yeah he ends up having a showdown with uh hackman and smith and mm-hmm. they kidnap them and it's looks like bad news and then smith says i know where the tape is go to this restaurant tom sizemore's restaurant yeah they this conclusion i find really unique can be pointed at me but i just want to finish i just want to finish my thought on this it's really unique to have a non-comedy scene where two guys are having the a different conversation but don't know it yes and it's interesting to set this up in a way and honestly the the 20 men pointing guns at each other and shooting each other to death in 30 seconds is the kind of conclusion I miss in these days. (laughs) Yes, it's so satisfying. But like a very crucial thing before that, and of course people who've seen the movie already know it, but it's it's so important that having the tape that proves a politician's corruption, um, usually in most movies, 
that tape is what reveals, haha, you were wrong all along, and then the politician gets punished. Somewhere in this movie, that fucking tape gets burned, and my heart stopped because that tape was driving his entire proof, right? Will Smith, in order to bring that tape to the front, proved that John Voight's a corrupt person, but that tape was gone. How is he going to prove it? Did it did it get blown up? Yeah, he I thought, doesn't I thought have they took, a tape. I thought they took it. No, there's no tape at all. Because it gets fully burnt in the car and he obviously has to stamp it out. He jumps out of the car, his arm's on fire, he and, and it's gone. So he fully comes up with this convoluted plan to marry this tape story to Tom Sizemore's tape movie story. Like five times. I, I didn't I didn't notice that. Maybe See? And it's so great. Because obviously there's no great, you know. I guess reveal. then the only the only um the only road kind of leads to death then in that case. Exactly. Right? Like, and still they come out just okay. Because Voight doesn't believe they have the tape. Yeah. Okay. You just have to I, pull I a bluff and yeah. it was fantastically executed because there's two guys um, believing in two different tapes. I absolutely lo- love to, at the end, when Hackman just walks off yeah. with the cat. Yeah. yeah. What great. is with Will Smith and cats, dude? Every the, movie now. Will Smith... Will Smith is a charismatic and and oh, talented okay. actor, yeah. but there's obviously we've obviously we've seen him act across from Margot Robbie, yeah, Gene Hackman, Tommy Lee Jones, all the hotties. and he just always has the most you know chemistry with the cat. Yeah. <laughs> this is normal. He's just a pussy magnet. What yeah. are you gonna do about it? Whoa, that's okay. Just, that's what that is. <laughs> what the movies? They're saying it, not me. Um, hell yeah. This um, this movie, man. This. Will heads home happily ever after Christmas time again. Oh, also great Christmas film. I was just gonna say that this just before like, you interrupted me. Yeah, God, sorry. took it out of my mouth. Um, this movie, yeah, it's got to dethrone Die Hard as a Christmas movie. Although I, I don't know, I didn't know Die Hard was. I'm just kidding. Okay, um, okay. Yeah, great Christmas film, and then it turns out Gene Hackman is is hacked his own. Fi- it's an it's a sweet little ending. Gene Hackman's yeah. off in the middle of nowhere yeah. with his cat and his boat. Oh, also, sorry, but there's a couple uh, going back to the cat. <laughs> so the cat kind of looks like cat discourse. When you kind of get the cat, you're just like, oh, that's, a, that's an all right cat. I don't mind it. Yeah. But then there's a couple shots of the f- fucking little face of that cat. Yeah. Such a cutie. Ugh. Holy shit. Yeah. They got the sexiest little cat <laughs> for this movie. It's amazing. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's it. A, and then, you know what? The enemy of the state stopped. And it's a good thing because now um, the government doesn't know where we are at any given moment and can't. And we're all safe <laughs> and good and all is well. Yeah. And everyone can, you know, have access to life-saving abortions and things like that. Yay. And that's really cool. Utopia. Yeah. Really glad this never came true. Uh. I I still I want a sequel to this film so bad. <laughs> I want Enemy of the State two to exist. Well, it, you present could, day you could. You, I don't. I don't. You don't even need to make a sequel of this movie. But they they tried to do similar things like um, the Snowden film, and I think if I haven't seen it, but like the Fifth Estate movie about the WikiLeaks guy are kind of in a similar vein. I think I'm saying. I'm saying action movie. I'm saying I want some Scott the, action where there's you know like what? Faraday cage buildings getting blown but up. You know what is the thing is about like modern surveillance is it's so fucking boring. Yeah. It's not like this. And that's what I think I honestly, it, it sounds silly to say, I honestly think that's why people don't 
care very much about it today is because it's so boring to hear about Mm -hmm. you know like people don't want to talk about like metadata (laughs) you know they they want to be like they they're more attracted to that stuff where where um like people even though i'm pretty sure it's been proven to not be true but people are more interested in stuff where it's like facebook listens to my phone right that's not actually true it they're actually more capable than that and that's why it seems like it. That's mm-hmm. what's so weird about. It. That's what's so scary about. It. But people don't want to. People don't want to know that it's like, oh, they collect this like metadata and blah 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 about you. It's like so much more sophisticated. People just want the simple answer. Yeah. And like with the, but this also like it's also what fuels a lot of like really dumb conspiracy theories about the government being able to track you. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, well, dude, if the government wanted to find you, they just could. Yeah. Oh, they so don't. Easy. They don't literally need to be looking through a satellite at no. you. No. Like no. It, it's a lot more sophisticated than that, but people want the, you know, they want something that's more palatable to them to understand. Yeah. Yeah. I want a palatable action film where things get blown up in Enemy of the State 2. Yeah. For the year 2023. Yeah. Well, now they probably could do a lot of the stuff yeah. they do in Enemy of the State, where at the time it was like made up. Yeah. Now I want, if I'm shopping at Victoria's Secret or whatever, I want the camera to be able to zoom into my bag. And know that there is a soft toy in there. You're you're like looking at this Victoria's Secret model and she's like <laughs> pointing at her breasts and then there's a drone trying to stick its face into your bag and you're like, oh, I haven't been, oh. oh this so, drone, I, it won't leave me alone. I'm so distracted. <laughs> <laughs> the drone is like, my face is up here. <laughs> so sorry, bro. Open your bag, young lady. Uh, yeah. I'm only human. Enemy of the state. Yeah, I, I think this movie is really good. Hell yeah. Can I ask a can I ask a loaded question? Fire away. Do you think it's good we have all the surveillance? No. <laughs> <laughs> me personally, do you yes. Think, do you think it's great? Do you think the Patriot Act was good? Yes or no? Tell me. Now. God. <laughs> yo, yo, they wasted no time in coming up with that, right? Like no time. And I, of course, I'm not saying nine eleven was an inside job. Is not what I'm saying. <clears throat> well, I can I can edit that and make <clears throat> you say that okay. if you want me to. Nine eleven. Not just inside t- job. <laughs> is not what I'm saying. Um. <laughs> so you know what? Okay, I maybe I don't maybe I don't remember correctly. Yeah. Maybe maybe the person who knows more about Gene Hackman can also call him up and ask tell me about this. But yeah. if I remember, there was like kind of accusations, um, from the for towards the Bush administration that basically like they had this kind of legislation like in the gun and they were waiting for a chance to fire it. Well, of course, you know, and much like, um, they had, you know, (laughs) there was like people (laughs) like standing on the border of Iraq being like, did anything happen that can allow us to go in here yet? (laughs) Like they, you know, you know what I mean? Like they, I think that was like, you mean like waiting for something to happen. So they just did the nine 11. Well, no, like nine 11 was that thing. Right. Okay. 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 Yeah. And they, Oh, yeah. They had all, always wanted a reason to incorporate powers like the Patriot sure. Act, yeah. which have done nothing but good for society. I'm telling you. Guys, <laughs> check it out. Guys, you, we're actually, we're kind of going to shift our morality <laughs> towards a more like, we're a fully Patriot Act apologist no! podcast. <laughs> we're going to get a really serious, weird click audience after this episode comes out. So. No, I, ju- I, I want to reassure everyone. This is not a joke. The Patriot <laughs> Act was awesome. <laughs> oh everything hurts and i'm dying yeah it's interesting because like i thought this movie i I would think more about like the surveillance state we do live in which like we do live in it yeah but 
this movie like nothing in this movie is real like it was all kind of made up yeah and now today it's just so different so man i don't know 98 yeah what a visionary dude well like even like god the some of the stuff they they were capable of mm. it's just kind of like i can barely do that today oh yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. also i love the i love the little um Things they say to describe certain things, like Gene Hagman's character would, would try to explain to Will Smith the, you know, the hippity-doo and the humpity-dumpty of the thingamajigabob. And he'd yeah, be my like, favorite line. Yeah, 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 you know, like, I am good at memory. And and Will Smith was just like, oh, could you explain that in English? And he's like, no. <laughs> the hippity doobity jibbity bob do you understand it or not? It's like, okay, got it, technology. <laughs> and that's great. That's how I feel listening to most. Well, I mean, w- one of the reasons, things. like, coming back to what we were talking about earlier with Tony Scott he really puts you in the shoes of the protagonist. Like yeah. that's why the protagonists are all regular people. Mm-hmm. That's what makes him so effective as protagonist. Yeah. He was so good at that. I yeah. think, um, this is why Lisa Bonet is not the lead because she's not regular people. Yeah. Also it was 1998. She's Lisa Bonet. <laughs> and you can't make $200 million on a movie. If a no. woman's the lead, that would be insane. Yeah, that'd be mad. Are you kidding? No, it's gotta be Will Smith and a cat. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Zoe Kravitz, Catwoman, Will Smith and the Cat. I don't know. There, this is some triangle theory that I'll come back to it. The triangle, yeah. I'm form- formulating it in my Is head. the triangle theory shorthand for something that's totally not well-educated? <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah, I remember it. I have it about Neon something Demon. Something really yeah. stupid dumb? Yeah. You anything more about this? I mean, just I want more. I want more of Enemy of the State films. I'm a sucker for government spy the- shit. It's my jam. It, I, I think like I think you could make a film off like this today that is incredibly depressing. Do you do you remember that movie, the Netflix documentary, the one about like uh, the social networks? Um, the camera one. The no, the one that was like all about how addictive, how social oh, networks yeah, manipulate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was it called? the The social contract. Social dilemma. The social dilemma. Mm. That movie that came out. 2021 dude so (laughs) snowden snowden's whole things they came out in 2013 yeah and i I remember like hearing people being like oh i never realized that was happening and i was always like what yeah (laughs) why do you think you're always on your phone yeah (laughs) you know you silly goose and like they i don't know they um like they do gather all this shit about us and and that's the thing is like i i'm sitting here kind of like yelling at a cloud because like i'm no different no um and it does frustrate me because, like, I want autonomy of my personhood even when I'm online. Yeah. But also I want to live in the modern world and have, you know. Things catered I to I want me. to take a fucking lift like we did twice today, you yeah. know. I don't know. Um, I want uh, my stuff, my identity taken. I would love for the internet to tell me what is good for me. I want ads that are very specific to what I want to see. Personally, what what am I gonna hide? Take it. But that's this ad is brought to you by Patriot Act. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha, fool. This episode is sponsored yes. by the Patriot Act. There you go. But that's like that kind of line of argumentation doesn't really work because no. it doesn't work for everybody. Hundred percent not, and that's why it's you're a foolish lucky, argument. Yeah, you're lucky to like you're lucky to be able to be like, oh, what do I have to hide? It's like, well, lots of people do have things to hide that are legitimate, yeah. you know, yeah. because because uh, they want to and well, you should want you should, to be able you should to also do... be you should be uh, you should be allowed to have privacy hell yeah you know 
And you should also like the the idea that really Urkel Urkels Urkels Steve, Steve Urkels me yeah <laughs> irks me is the idea of someone way smarter than me I don't remember who put it as like like I said like your personhood like you don't have rights over your personhood in a way yeah and you like we consent to these things because we don't read the terms of service but I do kind of find it frustrating that it's like. It's beyond your it, control at this point. Yeah, and it's also like, I like so for for an example, from a company is like I, I gotta pay for it, and I gotta pay for it. Like I pay <laughs> for it once with my money, <laughs> yeah, and I pay for it again with use, just like collecting all this data about yeah. me, with your and, time and your presence. <laughs> and then you push ads that are like, "You like the Patriot Act? You're yeah. gonna love this." <laughs> Check it out. It's only a 5,000 page document. <laughs> Patriot NBD. Act for five ninety nine a month. <laughs> Did you think the people Ex- who wrote... Extra government violations <laughs> on your, all your devices. That's like the voice in the guy's head. Like people who wrote the Patriot Act after they watched this movie was like, my God, dude. How good was John Void in this? Americans on cell phones. I want to hear. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. If anything, we want like less of wanting to hear people and say what they listen to what they say especially with instagram and stories and reels is like mute well you you know what today today is really today is an interesting time for it because of the talk of tiktok being banned in the united states yeah since canada the way we govern is we look at the united states and then justin trudeau is just kind of like that's a good idea and then he never looks at what's happening in canada is like maybe i should help them So he's like, what's India doing with TikTok though? They banned it too. I yeah. So like, he might ban it here if the United States pulls the trigger. Ugh. Um, and what am I gonna do with all of my free time? <laughs> Just get on those Instagram reels. <laughs> write a man, Patriot Act a... Part Two. That's what I'm gonna do. <laughs> I'm gonna corrupt your. You're gonna lives. write. You're gonna write to the government and be like, I would like Patriot Act Two Point <laughs> please. I'm gonna personally restrict your freedom because. So, but but it's prescient today because like. I mean, TikTok is just like a, it's like a spy tool, like a really good one, I think. Yeah. And, you know, I don't have any proof for that, but like. That's what it, they say. It mo- but like all of these networks are really good, just like kind of data gathering sure. tools that Snapchat. we've all signed up for it. Yeah. 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 But also like TikTok is like, it looks at you, your voice, your everything, your, your surroundings, all this kind Snapchat. of stuff. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It all looks American. at you. It looks at you using Snapchat yeah wow tiktok i don't know yeah but but it is like it's and people just don't care Mm-mm. and even people who care like mm-hmm. myself like still use features of the modern world that violate my right to privacy a little bit yeah just for the sake of convenience mm-hmm. you know and i uh i'm super angry about it now i like I it's hard it's I find this conversation just very self-defeating because I think about I think about this a lot I think about it all the time yeah and to no end right you're just like okay I'm in the smack dab middle of this yeah cesspool and I got what are you gonna do it's weird because it's like well what is like the alternative is like turning it all off but there are certain things that I'm like yeah but I really like that I know there's I work at a marketing job and I know people at my work who are like, I'm just going to have to delete all the freaking social media things, man. It's too much. Yeah. It's too much. Like their phones, they just had like delete TikTok, delete Instagram. It's just got to go. Imagine that. That's part of our jobs. And we're just like, can't, can't have it anymore. Can't yeah. Take it. I remember, I remember when I was in 
university back when I used to have a fucking brain and uh, the Patriot Act was riding high. Um, I have a really useful degree in communications and there was all this like in all of the stuff we talked about, people were like, yeah, so this is killing the world in lots of ways. (laughs) Yeah. And like this, I'm telling you, this is like 2011 and and it's all right. It's certainly killing the world now. Mm -hmm. Like This is killing the world and it's killing the way people behave. So here's your degree and go try and find a job in it. (laughs) And it's like, why would anyone want to? Like, why would anyone want to do that? Why would anyone want to do it today? Like, look at how it's affected. Yeah. You know, I don't know. It's. I mean, it is right for the time. Now that you're talking about like surveillance state. and, And I remember back in 2013, I think is when we had a chance is super fortunate to be able to even talk to Edward Snowden through like a security network. Oh yeah, network. you did. T- you talked to him. Yeah, yeah, it was back in college and we figured out a way to, and he was gracious enough to. Can I ask something? Yeah. I just, you said you loved the surveillance state though earlier. You were like, I absolutely love it. I think it's the greatest thing ever. <laughs> right? I never Can said we go that. back on the tape? I'm trying and to just, gaslight yeah. you in reverse. Is what's happening. Yeah. So every no. time, so God, every, no. every God, time Edward no. Snowden said something, when we asked him a question, you were just like, <laughs> <laughs> I just, I was in the back booing him so hard, <laughs> like three people in the room. And he's like, why is that brown lady booing me? He's like, what? You can't take away my freedom of speech, Snowden. No. You've never I told me you about lad. this. You, you talked to him. Was he in Russia? Uh, no one knows. Of course. I mean, no, uh, no. the assumption is that he was, but then, he came in through the secure network and we were all like the people in the room were able to ask him questions about democracy, about his lunch, you know, just hanging out with boy Eddie. He's like, I don't want to give anything away, but pierogies. Yeah. <laughs> he, well, I mean, he loves the Scots, so who doesn't, right? Yeah. Yeah. It was a good time. Um, yeah. Confusingly, you were in Scotland. We don't have to get into it. No. You're Indian. You're not Canadian. <laughs> you're in Scotland. You don't sound Indian. I don't know what's. You don't know you're, me. You are a you are a complete uh, product of the Patriot Act. I I am a product of your imagination. I'm not even here right now. <laughs> I am the surveillance state. Yeah. <laughs> oh, good times. Yeah. But yeah, enemy of the state, baby. Yeah. Um. I mean, delete your Facebook. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. Come on. What are you doing <laughs> on it on, now, dude? Yeah. Yep. Ugh. Oh, yeah. You got anything else? We're going to forego a top five today. I didn't have a top five. Oh, yeah. oh, I didn't even think about the top five for this one. You top, know what? Top five. <laughs> we got to do top, one off the cuff. Top five violations <laughs> that the Patriot Act perpetrated. <laughs> yeah. No, even better. Top five things that you're proud that we have today because of the Patriot Act. Number one, Facebook. There's a reason it exists. I, I don't think. Yeah, I I want to. Sorry, another point I actually want to bring up. Mm-hmm. We I know that we we ended up talking about like social media, and that is different than like government surveillance. But like, is it really? Ultimately, is kind of what like is it different than well, government surveillance? Yeah, like what I what I think about a lot is like, is it that different? And why does it honestly matter that much? God Cause, no. Because like people kind of think. So here's a good example. As we just said, you're from. India? Parts of the world. What did I say? India, right? Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. And you left because they didn't have a Patriot Act. <laughs> I left because my democracy was too secure. I'm no, like, but mm. but in a place like that, where there are bad things that happen and yeah. and, and things organized through social media to yes. hurt people who do not maybe practice a similar religion to most of the country. As with most of the world, yeah. You know, yeah. Um, it's like governmental or ruling bodies have found a way to use those tools mm-hmm. 
even though the tools are just there to help Mark Zuckerberg make a billion dollars, which is cool. Cool. Super cool. Um, that like these government people or people with like ambitions towards power have found a way to work through them. Right. Yeah. Um, the BJP being one, mm-hmm. uh, Mr. Trump being another, yeah, uh, Putin, like, uh, you know, they, like, like it's like, it's just the evolution of state media, right? Mm-hmm. There's an intermediary, but they use it because, um, like, because <laughs> the algorithms end up being like pushing people over the edge towards kind of extremism and radicalism. Yeah. And so ultimately I think when Snowden revealed all this stuff, it seemed a lot more benign than it is now. But mm-hmm. now in 20, 10 years later, I think it's like we're, it's revealing how crazy it is because people are like, Oh, this isn't just a thing. It's a tool. And that's oh, yeah. what's so scary about it. When- and the NSA and the CIA, while they have all these scary capabilities, not an enemy of the state, cause that's all fake. Um, <laughs> they don't need to develop a lot of things like this because they can use these intermediary tools to, you know, whatever, overthrow a government or something like that. I don't know. You know, try it. If this existed back when the CIA was like overthrowing governments, I mean, the entire world would be American. (laughs) 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 We'd be like, we can overthrow anybody. (laughs) Do you, I, you know what? It's a good point about the internet and particularly social media. When was the last time you saw news on cable news, though? Every piece of yeah. news really is modified for the internet by the internet. Yeah, so it's, why it, not? And the it government? goes it goes through an algorithmic intermediary, which yeah. which may be like changing now with AI and stuff. But mm-hmm. ultimately, like the last time I watched like real news, like it was it was through YouTube. You know, yeah. I was watching a live there version of a thing through YouTube, mm-hmm. and and um. I was watching a news story about how amazing the Patriot Act is and how, yeah. I was just getting my bald eagle yeah. tattoos. <laughs> Outline ready. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, I was putting a fuck Trudeau sticker on my truck. <laughs> <laughs> it's because you think he's super sexy and you yeah. want to fuck out. Oh, that's different. That's a different Why sticker. doesn't the Patriot Act ever patriot me? <laughs> is there, is, this is a stupid question. Is there an equivalent of Patriot Act in Canada? No, but I know that Canada is one of, I, I would have to, I, maybe I should have done some research before we did this fucking thing. I know that Canada is one of the most surveilled countries in the world, though. Oh, understandably. Yeah. yeah. Like like they're they're part of a kind of a compact with lots of English speaking nations, mm-hmm. uh, the US, mm-hmm. Canada, the UK and and a couple others that are like I think they call them the five eyes. They're heavily surveilled. Yeah. Sexy. Which is part of democracy yeah. in a way, but also kind of scary too. Like mm-hmm. like people comment uh, in like the UK the use of CCC TV everywhere <laughs> is a little unsettling because yeah. like they're surveilled just blatantly. Big brother's know? watching. Yeah. 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 God, I wish he was. This is weird. How bummed would you be <laughs> if you lived in Airstrip One and you were just kind of like, Big Brother never notices me. <laughs> Big Brother doesn't even care about they me. They always promise that he's watching. And <laughs> I fucking do stuff against the state all the time and <laughs> They don't I even care. For whom? They don't even give a shit. No. Stupid. I miss you, big brother. Tread on me, brother. <laughs> All right. Notice that's, me, big brother. <laughs> this big, is the weird. Big no. brother, please. This is that's this big is brother. I always want you to notice. Jesus Christ. That's that's like the like the fantasy of like Ben Shapiro and Charlie Kirk. Oh my god. Psychos, yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, ben Shapiro's fantasy is Ben Shapiro, dude. Yeah. He wants a mirror. Ben Shapiro's <laughs> fantasy is like looking down in his podcasting chair and seeing his own face in his crotch. <laughs> yeah. you know, looking back up. Gazing like, back You're up. You're doing a very good job, Ben. <laughs> yeah. uh, Ben's proud of Ben. That's all that matters to him. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, Enemy of the State, it's a good movie. Yeah. Um, delete your Facebook. Delete your Twitter. Yeah, man. Go outside, eat an apple, shit like that. <laughs> an apple? Yeah, why not? Apples are good for you. They're better for you than Facebook. <laughs> okay. Apple <laughs> lobby. <laughs> yep. When an apple make a billion dollars. <laughs> Am I right, ladies? Okay. Uh, we love you all. Thank you. Have a great day. Bye. Bye. <laughs>